0: We're continuing, and I'm actually going to do a couple more weeks um, on this. Um, of course, Wednesday nights, we're talking about real-life issues. And for the last couple weeks, we've been talking about crisis and process. Now, last week, my son Lee spoke. And so, um, man, I'm just proud of what God is doing in, in, in my boy there, too. He's doing good stuff. Um how many of you know that life really is kind of a continual cycle of crisis and process? Okay. Let me ask the rest of y'all too. Um, how many of you know that day to day, in and week out pretty much is a continuous cycle and it's not doom and gloom. That's just reality here that there's crisis and then process. And you have that on different levels. You have you know, minor things that happen. You have major things that happen. You have different combination of things that happen. And what we are to do, and this is how we make progress. This is how we actually grow. This is how we get strength in life. This is how we, we learn to trust God more and more. And let me insert right there, God's not the author of your problems, okay? It goes with the turf that we live in. And you have an enemy, and um, sometimes we're real dingy. And sometimes we're rebellious, and, you know, there's a whole lot of things that, that pull together on that. I, I believe that God will allow some things, and sometimes God will allow you to, uh, yeah, little puppy, go on up to that electric fence. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe believe God will let you do that, all right? I believe he will. Go, go ahead. And I don't, you, you know, go ahead. You, you want up by that electric fence, You you just go ahead, puppy. Because you can learn two ways. You can learn in the classroom or you can learn by crisis. And sometimes some of us, the way we're wired, we learn a little better running into the electric fence. Come on. You know, we can be told and told and told. And there's signs that are yellow and red and everything else. Don't go there. And we go, yeah, don't go there. And then we go there. And then we come out a little bit smarter, don't we? I guess the bottom line is just so you get it. But I think it's better, um, and, and the more you learn and grow, you start to learn and grow more from the, quote, classroom than from crisis. Because I believe you can avoid a lot of crisis. How many of you know there's a good number of crisis that you've had in your life that you could have avoided that? Okay, okay, enough said. All right, let's close in prayer. No. So life kind of works that way, but here's the important thing. When crisis comes, be it however big or small or whatever combination that, that would come, it is important then that we do process from that. The, all, the, the other option is this, is that you get stuck. You get stuck. And here's the, the thing about that. When you get stuck, not only does it affect you, it affects generations. Can we just be real lifey? tonight here a little bit how many of you there's probably some areas in your life in your family where there's been some things stuck for generations you know it's probably all of us there's some different areas that would be broken stuck limited whatever because you know somewhere along the way i don't know you can look it up on ancestry.com or whatever you want to do but you know somewhere along the way things things happen we end up where we are but we can overcome thank god we can overcome and we're redeemed and we can get free. Okay, I, I want you all with me tonight because this message is not for me, okay? I mean, it is for me, but this is not my personal time tonight. This is for you, and I know that this is going to help all of us tonight. Now, if we're going to um, process out of crisis, first thing you have to do, and we covered this a couple weeks ago, you've got to reach out to God. You've got to reach out to God, and the way to reach out to God is you've got to believe Him. He's a He's uh, it's without faith Hebrews 11, 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So you've got to seek God, you've got to believe God, and seek God, and then that's when God will get involved in some things. I've said this before. Problems, needs, that doesn't move God. It moves God in the compassion sense. But if problems and needs was what moved God, then there would be no problems or needs anymore. You see that? Because where there would be a problem need, if he moved, then just because there's a problem or need, there'd be no more problems or needs. Faith moves God. Amen. That you believe in, that you trust him, and God, God, will move in those ways. So you have to believe God. You have to go to God first with whatever that crisis would be. And I want you to maybe think of one or two that uh, is going on now or has gone has gone on in your life. What what is this crisis? Some of you are thinking, "Dear Lord, I got so many." I don't. We'll pick a couple, okay? Um, but get those. And what we have to do is go to God and believe God. Number one, that there is a way out. You've got to believe that. And I believe this also, and I'm just reviewing a little bit here. You, you have to believe that God will meet you where you're at. Most, a lot of people that I've talked to get stuck because they think they have to get themselves all fixed up and they've got to figure it out. And then God will meet them. No, Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. You know, the, the, well, do not need a doctor. You know, Jesus came uh, to rescue, to help. The whole concept of deliver and rescue is all over the Bible, including the gospel. And so I'm, I'm thankful that he comes to where we are. Yes. He's near to those that are brokenhearted and, uh, and saves those that are of a contrite spirit. And the one who dwells on high comes down to those that are broken and penitent. He, he comes to them. Are y'all, are y'all with me? It's like really good news that I'm telling you. And you're like, you like, you're watching the debates or something, you know? So, so hop in here. Okay. And, um, you've got to believe that there is a way you've got to believe that God will meet you where you are. And you've got to believe that God will make a way. And I like this too. God will not just make a way. He is the way he is the way. second thing that we looked at two weeks ago has to do with, um, Well, who you hang out with its it's people in your life make a difference. And evil companions corrupt good character. I said evil companions corrupt good character. And sometimes when we're in a crisis situation, it's not necessarily just the absence of, quote, uh, good people. It's the presence of some not so good people. And so you've got be you've got to be careful and I'm not saying isolate yourself go back and listen to the message from two weeks ago I'm not, I'm not saying that we do that we're to be salt we're to be light and we are to be all so what Sugar yeah kind sweet um, but you've got to be careful who who is helping you and who is influencing you and who is adding to your life or taking away from your life especially when you're dealing with um, cross a crisis and trying to process out of that So tonight I want to move on a little bit and and talk about um, two things tonight. We're going to learn how to download something and we're going to learn how to unload something. This is very, very important for us to make process and progress out of our crisis. So when I see a person who has crisis and they're making progress and they're in the process, as compared with a person who has crisis and they're kind of stuck. One of the th- factors that I see missing is hope. Hope. And, and let me go back to some notes from like two weeks ago. When we get stuck and many of even know the enemy loves for you to just get stuck. When you get stalled and stuck and then you just cope and then eventually you just kind of resign to the fact this is broken, this is messed up. And I I put it to you this way. You take the wheels off and you put it up on blocks. And you say, such is my life. We're just, we're broken here. We're messed up here. We'll never make progress here. And the enemy loves that. Then he comes and drains off your hope. Drains off your faith, your courage, you lose your joy and joy is what joy is strength. Then you forfeit grace and peace. We're talking about that on Sundays and then you no longer have a hunger for wisdom. So what is missing a lot of time when we are in that place of crisis and you've got to monitor this. Okay, look on the dashboard of your life at your hope meter. Do you have hope? That this can change, or are you just... No, this this isn't going to change. You're cynical of your own progress. You've got to watch that. And there's another factor that ties into that. And this is what we need to download. And I'll go ahead just so we can keep this all together. We need to download. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Download. Okay, four of you have computers. Okay, the rest of you all make friends with those four make an appointment. Um, It's information that I don't have, but it is out there and I have access to it. And there are ways then that you download it. And so um, if you even have like a a Kindle or a Nook or you have that app on a computer or on some kind of tablet or pad, um, you can download a whole book. I I mean, within 10 seconds, you have the book. And I don't know how it all works. My grandma would have said it's demonic (laughs) because there's no wires. There's no way this could happen without the devil that grandma's gone on now. So, but you literally would click in a button and one of the buttons is usually, yeah, I'll pay. Um, But I mean, it it just amazes me. I, I downloaded a book either this morning or yesterday morning and It was there in seconds. So it is out there in a cloud somewhere. Pray that cloud never goes away. Okay. Um, But that cloud, uh, it's out there and then we have connection to it and we're able to bring it to us. And so the thing that we need to download, you ready for this? Wisdom. Wisdom. You say, Pastor, you were talking about hope, though. Yeah, but they're tied together. Because when you have wisdom, you'll have hope. Because part of the reason you got stuck in the first place, you ready? Is there something you didn't know? How many of you remember in school taking a test and you just did not know this stuff? I speak of algebra. I raised my hand, you know, and... Is it a teacher? We already taught this. You didn't teach this. Yes, I did. Well, I didn't get it. And you know what you do? If I I don't know what to do, then I'm stuck. There's something you don't know. And if you still don't know what to do, then you just kind of lose hope. And you just put your pencil down and what do I do? Make up stuff, draw a cool picture, write threats. Yeah, I, I, no, don't do that. But what we need is wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7 says this. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all you're getting, get understanding. Because that's part of the process. And, and this isn't my message tonight. But information. You get information. And once you understand the information... Information then becomes knowledge. And once you have the knowledge and you apply knowledge, right, that's wisdom. So you can have information but not understand it. And that's not wisdom. Once you understand it, it becomes knowledge. You can have knowledge and not apply it and be stupid and be foolish. But once you have information and you understand it, then you have knowledge and then when you will apply that knowledge, that's the wise thing to do and you have wisdom. Okay, you're following? Yes. Now, you do not have to be all wise to go ahead and use principles of wisdom. Aren't you glad? Yes. You can go ahead and you're ready for this? You can act wise. You can learn some wise things and go, I'll do that. How many of you know that you don't have to be a, total fool to do foolish things. Nor do you have to have all wisdom to do wise things. And and this is one of the reasons why I recommend that you read Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. Most months have 31 days. Today is October 24th. Read Proverbs 24. Take your time with it and go through there. And there's, there's principles. There's wisdom there. And that's one place that That we can get this, but you don't have to be all wise to start to use the principles of wisdom, but without wisdom, if we don't know what to do, let this be the capstone of all this. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't have the wisdom for this. Then you'll be stuck and you will have no hope. Um, Proverbs 24, verse 13 and 14 says, this: my son eat honey, because it is what Good. good. And the honeycomb, which is what? Sweet to your taste. Verse 14. So shall. So it's going to bring the same effect. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. The knowledge of wisdom will be good and will be sweet to your soul. Let's keep reading here. If you have found it, there is a prospect. Or that means future. And your hope will not be cut off. So what we have to find is wisdom. What we have to download into our life for whatever your situation is, I need wisdom. Everybody just go ahead and say, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Here's the fallacy. A lot of people say, I just need more money. No, you need what? Wisdom. You might need more money, but you need wisdom first. Right. I just need more time. No, you don't. You need what? You need wisdom. Whatever it would be, the first thing that you need, uh, wisdom is the principal thing. That word principle in the Hebrew, it means the beginning thing. It's the first, the beginning thing. So, whatever your situation is, the first thing, the beginning thing that you need is you need wisdom. We've got to download this wisdom in our lives. Once we get it, it is good and it is sweet to our soul. And once you have it, then you have a future. What does that mean? I'm not stuck. And I'll have hope. Lights are turning on here. and OK, good deal. Now, when it comes to solutions, God has no limits. God has no limits. When it comes to solutions, God, what do we do? You're never going to stump God. Oh, but God, the economy and oh, but God, this and oh, but God, that. And God's going, you're right, dude, I'm stuck. When he's stuck, we're all stuck. Okay. He is not stumped. He is not stuck. Here's revelation for you. Okay. Ready for this? My heavenly father has unlimited resources. And I'm not just talking about resources, money. I'm just saying everything. My heavenly father has unlimited resources. I think that's worth repeating. Why don't you say this with me? My heavenly father has unlimited resources. resources. Now you might not, but you know who does. And so we've got to connect here. We've got to download wisdom here from God. God can always make a way, and I want you to hear that tonight. God can always make a way. So, how do we download wisdom? Let's look real quick at this tonight. First of all, you ask God. You ask God. Why do we ask God? Let me point out a couple of things. That and even know that God is to receive glory and honor. Okay, and we're going to be talking more and more about this. This is huge in my heart. The last couple of months. We've got God is both transcendent and he is eminent. And depending where you come from your background, you may have been so focused on God being transcendent that you didn't even think he was near. And others of you, he was so near in how he was presented to you that you dumbed him down and forgot how high and holy he was. And this is what I believe. It is his greatness that makes his nearness matter. So I think we, first of all, got our first focus is what it's, it's up and we got to be focused on his greatness. Y'all hearing me? That's why we sing songs. Jesus, you're great. You're awesome. You conquered the grave. You you know, uh, almighty, eternal. I mean, we got to sing those songs. We got to lift up Jesus with, with some emotion, with some heart, with some intellect, with some everything. We got to lift him up because it's his greatness that makes his nearness even matter. And so we've got to ask God, but let me tell you something about God because you know it's not like you're gonna nudge him. Hey, could you give me the answer? We need to know how great he is first. Romans sixteen twenty seven, it says to God, watch these next two words, alone wise. Monosophos in the in the Greek, alone wise. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Do you know what that means? He's the only wise one. God alone is wise. Look in Jude uh, 25. It's just one chapter. It says to God, our Savior, who alone is wise. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And so we're going to ask God. Why would we ask him? Because he's the only wise one. There are people who have some of his wisdom. He's he's given wisdom, but let's go to the source. Let's ask God. And then in James 1, uh, verse 2 through 5 says, My my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Can I give you another word? Crisis. Now, if you read that verse alone, you go, I'm quitting. (laughs) Count it all joy when I have crisis. That's why you got to keep reading. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces or brings out patience, but let patience have its perfect work. That means you're processing that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking nothing. Get this. If any of you lacks wisdom, bookmark right there. Any of you? Is that you? If any of you lacks wisdom, go to the public library now, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him what? Yes. Ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We, we operate staff-wise, organizationally in the church. We have various teams and different things. And yesterday, I was meeting with our executive team. And it's very important to us that we start our meetings knowing that we know nothing Without him. And I opened it with prayer yesterday in that meeting. We kind of take turns doing that. And I, and I, I'm very conscious as I said, God, you said, if any of us lacks wisdom to ask and the meeting's just starting, but I can predict we lack wisdom. So we're going to ask you right now ahead of time for wisdom. And I think you should just start your day asking God for wisdom. And I think as you come up on crisis and situations, ask of God and he will give and he will give generously to you. Amen. Amen. All right. I got to move quickly here. Secondly, you're going to get wisdom. You're going to download wisdom by asking God. And secondly, from his word, from his word in Proverbs two. And I wish I had some time for this uh, to really break this down. I'm going to read seven verses for you. My son, my daughter, everybody just say it's me. If you receive my words, I want you to notice here these action words, these verbs, okay? These are prerequisites here. If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom, apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures. Next word. Then. Everybody say, then, Amen. then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And if you've read scripture, you know, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth word from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. It said, if you will, and I'll go over this real quick, if You will receive treasure, incline your ear, apply your heart, cry out, lift up your voice, seek, search. If you'll do that, these are prerequisite verbs here. You've got to do this. Some people say, well, I looked in the word and I don't have an answer. I doubt you did this. I doubt you really cried out for God, searched as for something that was valuable, something that was lost, cried out, pressed in, inclined your ear, applied your heart. You do that. Listen to me. You lean into it. God will meet you there. Well, why can't he just give it to me? Because I'm telling you what, this kind of treasure, God just does not leave laying around. Y'all with me? And the other thing, people of no character or people with no connection to God are not going to have access to such treasures. God wants to know, you want to know, you want this? Show me, you know, it, you're at the right address. Show me that, you know, it's in here and go after God. And I'm telling you folks, you lean into this. Well, I wish it was easier. Well, sometimes it's not. So you can either stay stuck and hopeless or you can do what the word of God says and press in and apply and lean and encourage. In- incline and reach out and seek and search and cry out. God, I don't know what to do. And look in his word. And I'm telling you what, then he said, when I, when I see you doing like that, here we go. Then he's going to start to pour that out into you. Amen. And listen, it's, this is not Works. It's not volume. It's not emotion. It's the combination. And I'll say it again. God does not leave treasures like this just laying out. And if you don't have a connection with God or you don't have any character, you're not going to be able to tote these things around anyway. And so we have to press in like that. Amen. Third thing. And I'll just hit on this real quick. uh, Ask God. Get in his word. And the other thing is, again, people. It's people. Let me show you a verse that is both a promise and a warning. Actually, it's two promises. In Proverbs 13, verse 20, he who walks with wise men will be what? Wise. Okay, i to read it real slow so you can get this. He who walks with wise men will be wise. What is it that we need? And the second part is a warning, but it's actually also a promise. It's a guarantee. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. And that's wisdom from God's word right there. If you hang out with fools, didn't say you'd be a fool. I think it's foolish to hang out with fools. Now, listen, we're not isolating from people. We're not kicking people out of our life. But you know what? The influence, the information I need. I'm not going to ask the guy who's been married 11 times. Well, maybe he does know some things. He'll go, make sure you never do this and never say that. So maybe there is some wisdom gained that way. Okay. Uh, Are you following on this? People walk with wise. Uh, And a lot of times being a companion of fools, you know what? That's, there's no resource to gain. They don't have anything to tell you. They don't have any faith or hope to, To tell you, to square you up. I I ran into a guy today, and I will keep information very limited. A a personal friend of mine who's going through a deep, 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 dark, 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 dark valley. Horribly. And I haven't seen him for a while, and I ran into him today. And when I saw him, I just grabbed him and I hugged him. And then I squared him up and I held his shoulders. And I said, you just stay pressed into God. God will get you through this. Storms pass. And you know what? You've got to have, and and I'm not applauding me. You've got to have people in your life that know that God can get you through a storm. You've got to have people in your life that know how big God is. You've got to have people like, because if you listen to just your three friends and all they do is listen to AM radio. Uh, Are you all hearing me? Said the FM radio guy. Good deal. Yeah, that's right. So find some people with some fruit in their life, with some experience, with some knowledge, a coach, counselor, advisor, minister, somebody ask for help. And here's the other thing. Ask God for some people in your life. God, I'm stumped on this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to find that. I don't know what to do on this. God, help me. And God knows a way and God knows some folks and God will be able to. And sometimes you go from the known to the unknown and and you can ask somebody that you know and trust and say, you know what? I don't know, but I know somebody who knows and God will help you in those ways. All right. So we need to download wisdom and then there's something we need to unload. Let me just go ahead and put this up here. Unload. you know what you need to unload? Stress. Stress. How many of you would like to unload some stress? How many of you were too stressed out to even lift your hand right there? Okay. Because what happens, you, you do know stress is an enemy. Is there anybody here that is in the medical field? You're a medical professional. Okay. Would you verify that? That stress works so against any kind of medical condition. It's just a poison to us. It turns your body against itself. Your body is releasing things inside that it's not supposed to release in these conditions because of stress. You don't use your whole lungs because you stop short there. So consequently, you deprive your body of the necessary oxygen. You just start to choke out the whole system. And it just aggravates itself more and more and more. We've got to get stress out of us. And listen, we live in a crazy world, but we're still in a world where Jesus is risen from the dead. And we're talking about grace and peace, grace and peace. And Jesus is the prince of peace. But how do we unload stress? We've got to unload it pretty much the same way that we download wisdom. How it all begins, you ready for this, is we pray. And I want to give you this in a verse, and then we're just going to wrap this up tonight. Prayer, let me give you a new definition for prayer. Prayer is a transfer of stress. Prayer is a transfer of stress. It means I've got it, you've got it, and I'm going to transfer it. To one who it will, it will not even be stress to him. Do you realize that? When you take your situation that is coded and loaded with stress. And you give it to God. It's not stress. Oh, I know what to do with that. And he's got all the ability to handle all of that. Everybody say this with me. Prayer, Prayer. Is, a is a transfer of stress. Now, let me read you some verses and then we'll finish tonight. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 in the Message Bible. Don't fret or worry. How many of you are mumbling in your mind? Yeah, well, I don't want to. I'm supposed to do. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good process will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Isn't that beautiful? Unload the stress. Download the wisdom. Hope will appear. Steps will become plain. God will help you and guide you. Move from the crisis, move through the process to a place of hope and all along the route, acknowledge God and give him glory. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will what? He will direct your path. We've got to acknowledge him. Listen, everything is about giving God glory. Don't get stuck in your little whatever. Download wisdom unload the stress, you're going to be so aware of how God will be helping you time and time and time and time again with crisis and process. Do you get anything at all out of this tonight?